You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. After Lives is a new podcast about the life and legacy of Laylene Polanco, a transgender Afro-Latina who died tragically on Rikers Island Jail Complex. Justice for Laylene! loved to dance. She loved to sing. She was just happy to be alive. Stepping foot on Rikers Island has been widely acknowledged a potential death sentence. Listen to After Lives, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a place beyond this place, a middle ground between the light and the darkness, the nadir and the zenith. For some, it's a bridge between the living and the dead, yet for others, it's something else entirely. It's the place where our nightmares dwell. Each one of us has touched the other side and felt the presence of something beyond this world. stories we have mike dean with the story from a haunted studio deep in the texas bayou on sundays it transformed into a spiritually charged vortex that would spook the most hardened gangsters what's up this is mike dean and you're tuned into something way beyond the usual playlist so light it up Settle in and let's drift through the echoes of the sound lab where the spirits drop beats here on Hip Hop Horror Stories. As I spin these stories, imagine the studio shrouded in the mystery of a Texas bayou, Spanish moss hanging from the ancient oaks like specters in the night, and fog laying over the waters like a ghostly blanket. This place ain't just made of bricks and mortars. It's crafted from the stories of souls 
that permeates every inch of this sacred ground. This was like 1983, 1984, maybe even 1982. I might have been like still in high school. Now this studio is steeped in much more than just music history. It's soaked in spirits. And on a Sunday, nobody ever wanted to book the place. I mean, everybody just talked about the ghost on Sunday and nobody ever worked there. And they just always skipped Sundays because it's booked by ethereal congregation. Our headliner is this woman in white, a would-be churchgoer whose journey got cut short right here on the Bayou Road. It's just where, you know, I mean, it was Texas, you know, it's like a lot of shit happened there. Civil War, fucking killing all the Native Americans, you know, crazy shit. Her spirit didn't find the light. Instead, it found the studio becoming a part of its very essence. It's on these hauntingly beautiful nights that Dennis and Buddy, the owners of this sonic sanctuary, decided to bring in a specialist, a witch with eyes that have seen worlds beyond ours. She walks in, the air thick with the earthly scent of sage, and something shifts in the atmosphere. The equipment hums in a different frequency as if anticipating the stories about to unfold. With a voice that's seen centuries, the witch weaves the tale of Our Lady in the white, her spirit eternally caught in the limbo of the studio's glass. But her narrative doesn't end there. It's interlaced with the sorrow of some Native Americans that were spotted on the land years ago. It was like homemade, like, Pine wood slats, you know, had like a little grand piano in it, like little booths for guitars, and had like a drum machine, a couple of keyboards, and had like a reel to reel 16 track, like a Tascam, and like a little 16 channel board. That's what we did everything on. I worked with a couple of rap groups there, one of them, the Power Lords, an intrepid rap duo, unshakable gangsters, you know. Um, they would jump at the slightest sound on Sundays with their eyes just going all over the room. So I used to go out like in the back of the place to smoke a joint and like beat on the wall and they'd run out front, they'd run all the way to the road, just like 300 feet. And they would just laugh at them, fuck with them. But the studio sessions transformed on Sundays. It's no longer about laying down tracks, it was like an experience. Like a journey through time accompanied by beats. And there's this one unforgettable night, right? The bio's alive with nocturnal symphonies. The studio charged with the energy of the spirits as the beat drops. The room resonates with an energy that's ancient yet alive. A chorus in the past joining the harmony with the living. It's pretty deep. One of my artists, Sherm Smoke, had some, um, Everclear there one night. He was like 15. He was my stepson. My son, you know. And he got so drunk that he, he got possessed by a Japanese spirit. I swear to God, he started going, kill me the Japanese way. And we all had to sit on him for like 30 minutes till it went away from him. I think he was just really drunk, but that place was crazy. You knew it was going to happen on Sundays, every Sunday, you know, like around a certain time. I don't remember what time at night, like 10-something or something. So remember this. 
As you groove to the music coming out of the sound lab, you're vibing to a legacy. A woman in white, the native spirits, they're all here, nodding in rhythm to the swaying beat. We're part of a timeless ensemble, a testament to the endearing power of story and song. This is Mike Dean, and that was my hip-hop horror story. Reminding you to respect, to feel every presence around you, and never dismiss profound energy of the place where the past is always present. Until next time, keep your mind open and your headphones on tight. The spirits are listening, and the music, it never really ends. Stay haunted, stay curious, and listen for the whispers of the eternal bio in every beat I make. I'm Mike Dean. This is my bong hit. The haunted energy that emanated from this Texas studio was part of a spiritual continuum. For some, like the owners, it was a frightening encounter with the other side. For Mike Dean, it was an ethereal encounter with an unknown energy where he could touch the fabric of something maybe ancient, but definitely powerful. But why it happened on Sundays is another matter altogether. Who was the lady in white? And why did her soul become so restless every Sunday? This question, we might never know. I'm your host, Belly, and this is Hip Hop Horror Stories. Next, on Hip Hop Horror Stories, we have Sky Katz with a story about the origins of a mysterious fire at her childhood summer camp and the sixth sense that one young woman possessed that may have saved all their lives. started acting around 11 12 years old and in the same year I decided to start acting was when I booked like the biggest um show for me at the time it was this this Disney show Raven's Home I was on it from 12 to 16 and I'm so so grateful for all the opportunities that helped open up to start off for context I grew up on Long Island and growing up it was a super common thing for kids to go to sleepaway camp in upstate New York over the summer the, the a majority of them are upstate New York. Some are deeper upstate than others, um, but a majority are upstate New York. When I went to film in Australia, a lot of the kids, a lot of my like castmates, it was a foreign concept to them. And I didn't know that. I think I like, since a lot of the people in the area I grew up in also went to sleepaway camp, I think I was in a bit of a bubble when it comes to this stuff. And I, I didn't know it wasn't as common um, as it was in my area and other areas. And they only knew about it in Australia because a lot of the counselors will come from overseas as an experience to be in the States, as they call it. And um, there are fun activities like sports and there's like water skiing. And it's, it's definitely, it's a, it's a great experience. Every summer, each bunk gets to go into like the woods foresty 
area um, beside where the main grounds were and where all the bunks were. So you'd hike and you'd you'd walk somewhere for about 10, 15 minutes. And it was it was like like relatively far from ever since everything was so central and close on um, on campus. It was it was fairly far. So that it was a little eerie since it was in the woods and far from everything and everyone. And we would sleep there. We would sleep there. Each bunk got to sleep there for a night. And whenever you'd hear like noises, you'd think there was there was bears around you. And that that was what was creepy for me that summer. But no story could compare to what happened to my friend. Um, but it definitely was super creepy sleeping in the woods. It was pitch black and we just heard like random noises around us. The story I'm going to tell actually happened to my friend but it's infamous in the world of summer camps. And I love telling this story. This is like my 10th time. This happened a few years ago when I was a little younger, like nine, 10 or something, but I'll never forget it. So at sleepaway camp, in addition to playing sports, which I was very good at, one of the best in the camp and other activities, um, the staff would create these events to entertain all of the campers throughout the summer, like magic shows, dance competitions. They're super creative. A few weeks in, my friend's camp hosted a musical. And it was a really big deal. It was like the first huge event of the summer when everyone was all together in the auditorium. You know, the girls and boys side were separate. So it was one of the first events where they were all finally together and people could be with their crushes. The musical was called We Didn't Start the Fire. It's an important detail. It was called We Didn't Start the Fire and it was all themed around fire. Flash forward to a few weeks later, after this musical, this thing called Color War happens. It was, it's like the highlight of everybody's summer. It's when the whole camp is divided into two teams and each team gets assigned a different color. The colors compete in games, uh, all different competitions like sports, all that fun stuff. The theme of this summer's color war was red fire versus white force. So basically red firefighters versus white police officers. And every summer color war breaks or is introduced in a way that puts on a whole show. This year, the camp orchestrated a fake fire in the camp dining hall and made the campers rush out and have to evacuate. Everyone was super scared for a second and then they picked up on what was going on. As campers were leaving this fake fire, there's smoke everywhere and actors dressed as firefighters with fire trucks and police officers pretend to show up and like stop the fire. And the fire is finally put out and Color War is introduced. Throughout Color War, fire was everywhere. It was an ongoing theme. Everyone dressed up with fire on their clothes, painted themselves red, came up with cheers about the fire, anything you could think of. So it's the last night of Color War. It's a really big deal. It's the night where there's this huge singing competition where both sides create a song and the camp judges decide who wins and gets the most points that'll help them a lot, like win in the end. So the red team used Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire as their song to chant. Later that night, I believe all the campers went back to their bunks to go back to sleep. Mind you, at most of these camps, there's no air conditioning at all, so fans are really essential. This one girl is sleeping, um, and in her sleep, she notices that the fan randomly stopped blowing. So she wakes up to turn it on, and then she looks at the ceiling, and the bunk is totally covered in flames. By the way, everyone around her is still passed out. Like, she, she just woke up and realized this fan turned off. So she freaks the fuck out, screams, and wakes up all, like, 20 to 25 girls in her bunk. They all sprint outside, leaving their belongings, and as the last girl leaves, the roof caves in and the whole bunk goes up in flames. The girls all lost everything, clothes, family belongings. It sucked. And it's all because this fan randomly stopped working and the girl woke up with seconds left to save them, leaving just enough time to get out of the bunk. They didn't even notice like 
Still to this day, they don't know what caused the fire. I think there were rumors about like a left on flat iron, but no concrete evidence at all. Hearing the story for the first time sent chills down my spine, and it still does on like the 10th go around. It's still being spoken about, and it still weirds people out. And I'm sure it has given so many parents trust issues. I didn't explain, but these kids go to camp for like seven weeks. So parents have to put a lot of trust in the camp, in the camp surroundings, and like like bunks and whatever. Um, so I'm sure after hearing the story, so many parents were hesitant or at least anxious to send their kids off to a place where something like this could happen. The camp is still around. I mean, they have they have had their redemption era. Kids still go. Um, and listen, like this weird story aside, my best friend's parents met at Sleepaway Camp. Like Sleepaway Camp is an amazing place and lovers are, are made there. People find themselves there, lifelong best friends. Like outside of this, one instance and probably a few others that I don't know about. It's it's a great place that um, is, is very beneficial to a kid's development, I think, in life. Like I said, I went for a few years. All my siblings went. A lot of my friends from home went. Um, and everyone has nothing but good things to say about it. It was an act of God, some of the girls say. Like, something told her to wake up, and this incident somehow manifested the entire summer. I mean, the girls were literally singing we didn't start the fire a few hours earlier. So it is so strange that this rare occurrence took place that summer after after that prominent theme. It's just, it's so weird and no one can connect any dots or make it make sense. Whenever I hear the lyrics of that song, it reminds me of the story and the lack of transparency or sureness or like on what even happened or made the girl wake up. I'm a big believer in the universe, trusting the universe. And yeah, some of the girls did call it an act of God. And I just think it was the universe saying, get the fuck up, none of you girls should die right now. So I'm gonna put it in the hands of this one person to wake you all up. I I do bet that that girl somehow like maybe got bullied that summer and ended up saving everyone's lives and they were all nice to her. Things like that do happen. Um, I was gonna say small coincidences, but this would be a huge one. There are There is weird shit that happens sometimes that can't be answered, but I do think when things can't get answered and humans being like having such control issues, we wanna make it make sense and then and, and figure it out but i think some things should be left left unanswered and unknown and maybe some supernatural activity is one of those things i'm unsure i'm open it's so so weird some like paranormal activity and that is the story i wanted to tell today sometimes Evil lingers in our lives and can manifest without warning. This fire could have incinerated 25 young lives. Was it an accident or something darker? An energy summoned in the woods that beckoned the flames forward? What stopped us from becoming a tragedy really was the sixth sense of one young woman who woke up just seconds before the flames engulfed them all. This too is a mystery. Perhaps with evil there's also good, and they're locked in a constant battle. It's up to chance who wins, and ultimately, who dies. And that is the true horror. I'm your host, Belly, and this is Hip Hop Horror Stories. 
Faces in the house I don't recognize Looking in the mirror, seen the devil's eyes Mixing up too much, had me acting crazy Now I'm back alone on my Patrick Swayze Ghost, gave it everything and only took a Oh, guess the parasite is looking for a host. Bitch, you sold the money, plus you sold the silence But you ain't never met a demon like me Keep on calling, got you looking real upset Shit that you possess, got you looking real possessed Did too much, now you settling for less You on demon time, but I love it, I confess Do it, can never get no rest I can't remember when I slept won't let you ghost me like the rest Bitch, I'm a demon in the flesh, huh? Do it, can never get no rest 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 Smoke, emphysema If you throw it, I'ma catch it like a Mr. Nino I got that magic that can lift your feet up I mean I got that badge that probably fuck your week up uh. Keep on calling, got you looking real obsessed Shit that you possess, got you looking real possessed Did too much, now you settling for less You want demon time, but I love it, I confess Do it, can never get no rest I can't remember when I slept Won't let you ghost me like the rest Bitch, I'm a demon in the flesh, home. Do it, can never get no rest. 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 Good evening, good morning, and good afternoon. Welcome to Hip Hop Horror Story. <laughs> Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.